0: Hey, welcome back to the Washington Football Team Declassified Podcast. We just got done with the Dallas game. A lot of things to uh, go over, a lot of emotions right now. Um, But I'm going to take a minute and ask you to subscribe if you haven't already. Check out WFTDeclassified.com. That's it. Let's get to it, man. Uh, So Washington lost to Dallas. We made a game of it in the latter part of the game. And it looked like we were going to have some... uh, some opportunities there, but uh, a lot happened in that game. Eric, kick us off, man. What would you think? What happened? How do you feel?
1: Um, I feel – I don't feel terrible because Dallas is trash. Like, they're, they're not a good team. I, I'm not impressed with them. I, know, I mean, I know they jumped out big on us, um, but I think it was more than – it was more of Washington's ineptitude on offense than Dallas's greatness. I mean, now Randy Gregory did make a great play uh, on that interception – um, it was a fantastic individual effort that's going to happen from time to time. Uh, that led to a short field, which led to Dallas's only offensive touchdown of the day. Um, you know, the Washington defense held that potent offense to 20 points. And, um, I, that was a, I mean, as, as bad as it looked for a while there, it was definitely a winnable game. Um, and if DeAndre Carter hangs onto that ball or if sucky McShank shank kicker can't get his crap blocked, you know, it's a much better game. Um, but I think, uh, I think Washington is more to blame for that loss than Dallas was. I mean, Dallas's defense was, did play well. I mean, Micah Parsons is obviously a stud uh, and there were some good individual plays, but overall Dallas isn't super impressive. And that was a winnable game. And I think Washington can beat them next time around.
0: Well, we thought we, they could beat them this time around, but you know what? They could have, they could have, they could have, right. position. You're, You're right. right. Dallas without our turnovers, I think Dallas would have had 11 or 12 points. So you know, this speaks to shooting ourselves in the foot. Brian, give me your recap, man. What happened?
2: Um, lots of not being prepared by our football team. Uh, at this point in the season, the coaching staff, the players, they should all know what to do, how to prepare. And we weren't. We came out with a game plan that did not even recognize that Micah Parson existed. We just dropped our guys straight back, straight drop back passing and let that rush get us just about every time as if we didn't know it was coming as if there weren't a game tape on the Dallas Cowboys. And as much as I dislike Scott Turner and I want to blame him and he is to blame it. It's got to go to Ron Rivera. He approved this game plan. He let this game plan happen. Even on defense, that first half, it was like it was like the two and six team from the first part of the season just appeared here this afternoon and said, Hey, y'all forgot about me, didn't you? Here I am. And they they were out there making mistakes, missing tackles, uh not completing passes, giving up pressures. Um, it it, it was wild. I mean, it was wild. I I mean, watching it, I was like, Yeah, this is this is that two and six team. Here they are. They showed themselves again, and um, it, I, I mean terrible terrible uh job of i don't know playing football really uh in that first half they did change some things so i imagine there was some kind of fiery speech at halftime uh because they continued to fight that's one of the things we talked about on the pub uh last time was that these guys will still continue to fight that was good to see that they didn't just phone it in for the rest of uh the day but just uh, awful performance all the way around
0: yeah, uh, I, I will say I was pretty pleased with the defense. I got to be honest with you, Brian. I was happy with what they did, all things considered. Dallas was like the number one offense collectively in the league or close to it. So I didn't expect us to come in here and pitch a shutout. But what I was extremely disappointed in was the offense. I mean, I just Heineke was, was awful today. Sorry, I know there was pressure, but he was bad today uh oh, yeah. gibson couldn't find daylight that line wasn't great a lot of uh replacements in there but you got to do what you got to do if you're going to be a top Gibson lover. was
1: not reading things well he, yeah. he did, his vision was there was something going on with his vision today
0: because he wasn't seeing what was there very subpar and do you know what really annoys me the most i have two things that pass I, interference call on william jackson <laughs> that's that's not on my list but it could be heineke getting injured. i, I mean getting receivers absolutely murdered out there And Terry was the, was the victim today. And, and my goodness, man, we talked about it. high throws all season long and it was late. And he had Cam Sims underneath of that for a wide open, huge game that that you didn't need to do it. You just didn't need to do it. Uh, He was high all day. Dallas dropped several of his other passes. But on top of that, when Terry went out of the game, who was there to make a play? Nobody, but you know, who should have been there to make a play? our number one free agent signing this offseason. Curtis Samuel has been basically invisible since he got back from his groin injury. I mean, at this point, it's so frustrating to think that we went out there and signed him so quickly in a free agency, and we're getting so little of it. The free agency class from this past offseason continues to haunt us. I thought that Kyle Allen came in and gave us a spark and then immediately showed you his limitations. I mean, I I just... It's, you
1: know, one thing that stood out, though, was the arm strength. Yes. Like he's you, he's yes. got much a much better hose than Heineke does. And, uh, you know, Heineke was making Trayvon Diggs look like an all-pro because, yeah. I mean, Terry had him torched more than once, and Heineke just couldn't get him the ball.
0: And It was just really frustrating. Yeah. And that that touchdown to Cam Sims, to me, was a better play by the wide receiver than it was a throw by the quarterback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Diggs was right there for that pick. If Sims doesn't strong arm that ball, and take it away from him. I mean, that was a heck of a play. Here's another thing. Kim Sims always seems to be making a play. I think we said this before, but he's never on the field, and he's never getting the ball thrown to him. What is going on? I don't understand. Because when he's in the game, he does something that seems valuable, and then you yeah. won't see him again for three games.
1: He can have Deami Brown spot, because that dude has done nothing. That guy is... Yikes. Yeah. I mean,
0: that, Deami Brown...
1: He's a whiff. Yeah, He's a complete yeah. whiff as a draft pick. He's That's trash that off season. He's you know. awful. Yeah. I, I was excited about Diami and he is completely letting me down. I have, yeah, seen enough of that guy. And I'm getting close with Ricky Seals Jones
2: as well. You knew it was going to be bad when Deomi Brown put a double move on himself. Nobody was even around him. And he just fell down. Like that set the tone. You knew right, uh, right from there. <laughs> this is gonna be a long day. When he uh, he just stumbled with nobody even near him. So uh, I, I'm with you on uh, letting Cam Sims get some more opportunities because that's just what he does. He does a lot of the dirty work, the run blocking, and he'll give you a few big plays if you you throw him a couple passes. Is he gonna be a 12 catch guy? No. But is he gonna be a guy who can get you three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown? Absolutely. I think that's that's probably his ceiling. But uh, yeah, uh, he definitely needs more, uh, more touches. Eric,
0: give me a positive about this game. Give me a player that you thought really stepped up and played today. Who played well today? Uh, Eric Flowers actually had
1: a pretty good game. He's the only guy who didn't get beat by a drum, uh, by a defensive lineman from the uh, from the Cowboys or uh, Micah Parsons. I mean, everybody else that, I mean, everybody else was getting run past, through, over, around um eric flowers
0: held up held up pretty well yeah he did Uh, you know he's been impressive since he's been here brian who's your player that played well in the loss
2: none of them it's a loss they all stunk um no the the one guy the one guy who i i will say played well and we only got to see him a little bit but thank uh you know very thankful for this injury jeremy reeves finally took the field. Yeah. Um, and it just so happened. It was in the second half and things calmed down uh, with the defense. The defense played a lot better in the second half than they did in the first half. Um, not saying it was all him, but he certainly, uh, he looked good out there. He looked like he was new. Uh, he knew what he was doing. He looked like he had actually started games last year. Um, so I'm happy that he's back now the rest uh, well, hopefully the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. And my guy is Cole Holcomb. I mean, that guy yep. has been forced to play okay. linebacker by himself all season, and he made a crazy play there. I mean, Dak threw it right to him, but he took it to the house, and that matters because was, a lot of times – That was
1: actually a pretty athletic interception too because that ball was on
0: him quick. Yeah, and it was behind him too, and he, yep. he he looked it in. And a lot of guys are getting tackled, and our offense hasn't shown they can move the ball, so that's no guarantee that it's going to be a touchdown. So huge shout-out to Cole Holcomb. Uh, yep. Just we need to get more linebackers. I wanted to see uh, Jamin Davis – show some mean streak today to really get involved like it's it's been long enough where it's like okay he's still learning bro we got to see something and we got to see it soon because when you see Parsons out there just balling out of control and different players different positions now and all that stuff no bro we got to see something that that's my guy who needs to step it up like right now Eric who's your dude that needs to step it up who needs to step it up?
1: Oh, geez. Who doesn't need to step it up? Um, Yeah. Jamie Davis, definitely Uh, Kendall Fuller's got to hang on to some interceptions.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he had one. I mean, it was the play that Cole Holcomb made is the same one that Kendall Fuller dropped early in the game. Um, and, you know, with a team like this, especially uh, you know, with the potential they, they had on offense, you got to take advantage of every opportunity. And he, we dropped an interception uh, that ended up the drive ended up leading to a field goal, um, which, you know, in a game that ended up being a lot closer than it was, you know, could have been a thing. So, you know, Kendall Fuller did some did some good things today, but you got to make plays when they're there. You got to take them. You, you have to take advantage of mistakes. For sure.
0: Absolutely. Brian,
1: hit me.
2: Uh, our corners, uh, William Jackson, the third and Kendall Fuller, just like Eric was saying, they've got to step up big time. And then as far as Jamin Davis goes, um, I just got to wonder if this if this scheme is holding not just him, but everybody back. I mean, any corner uh, linebackers, anybody in coverage, they're playing so far off the ball like Kendall Fuller has to sprint like 20 yards uh, to make a break on the ball like he shouldn't have to do that he should be near the receiver when they catch it I mean in the first half. Dak didn't really have to do a whole lot. There was no pressure. But also when uh, he completed a pass to a receiver, they turn around and they had, you know, five to seven yards just open field before, you know, we could get there. And that wasn't because we didn't know what to do, it's just because the, the guys were so far off the ball, so concerned about giving up a big play. And I get it. We don't want to give up a big play, but we also can't just give up a big play underneath uh, because of that. And uh, so I, I just it just feels like, um, you know, the scheme is still limiting some of these guys because, you know, every time they catch it, it's like an eight yard gain. I'm like, well, you know, that that's uh, you know, that's not necessarily on the uh, on the player uh, when they're asked to, you know, stay 10 yards away from a receiver. So um, I, I think uh, I think uh, Del Rio needs to step up on that one.
0: And I think offensively, it looked like Washington had the intent to throw today, and that has not been how we've been winning in these most recent weeks. And I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why that was decided. That Commit to the run again. Set the tone. I mean, come on, man. We just came out chucking the ball downfield. And at one point, I think Heineke was like two of like 14 or something like that, two of 10, two of, It was he like... Was,
1: yeah, Humphreys was the only receiver with a catch well into the third
0: quarter. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, you, you see this is not working. Now, granted, at that by that point, the game was seemingly out of control. But... They, they just waited too long, and they should have had a different game plan. I did not like that game plan at all. We knew Dallas was going to be um, sitting back waiting to be yep. able to take advantage of the, of the throws that were going to be made because most recently, again, Heineke's throws have been limited to the middle of the field. He tried to throw some things outside. It didn't work. Like you said, Eric, Kyle Allen's arm strength, light years difference on the throws outside the hash marks. Unreal.
1: Yeah, when they did run, uh, they were running wide. They yep. weren't running at – dallas and dallas is a fast defense you run at a fast defense you know if they make a tackle they make a tackle but if you you know you've got a better chance of running over them than around them so you got to make that you gotta i don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're doing they went back to the running play we need to stop that yeah
0: this is what we said last week on the yeah. podcast you can't run to the edges against this defense you can't do it that's where they're good at and that's what we tried to do all day shotgun run left outside zone shotgun run right outside zone it's like it's not gonna work you have eric flowers mauling dudes up there get in behind him run some power it just it drove me nuts man and of course elephant in the room brian another fumble by gibson what are we doing here
2: gibson again uh i mean just when he started to kind of break loose get some uh get some uh runs get some open field he dives down and i mean he's inches away from just being down and out of nowhere the ball comes out yet again uh and and these are all fumbles that are at crucial moments in the game whether it's in our uh in our own territory or whether we're going into score they're at crucial moments and they affect the game so greatly right these aren't happening when we have like a two touchdown lead which we never do but that's not when these things are happening right they're always at crucial moments and it I mean, he's the only running back in the NFL who has the most uh, fumbles. I mean, that that's not a good record or statistic to have uh, if you're any kind of offensive player and let alone a uh, running back who's been carrying the load for his team uh, like Gibson has over these uh, last several weeks. So. That's not good. Um, I mean, there's a difference. Uh, there's, a, there's a difference when you see some of these other guys uh, running it, uh, whether it's Patterson, whether, whether it's even Jonathan Williams came in today. They were carrying the ball up high. Like, that. there wasn't even a question uh, about, you know, whether the ball was going to come out. So um, defenses are keying on this now. It is number one on their defensive scouting reports when they play us. Number 24 is in the game, knock the ball out. So we, we got to deal with that now.
0: For Sure. Eric, man, give me your uh, final thought on this game, man. If you're going to call that pass interference
1: on William Jackson, then you have to call the one on Trayvon Diggs where he choke Terry McLaurin. Like it's the same thing. They're both playing the ball. It's going to irritate me all week. I don't like harping on officials, but if you're be consistent. If you're going to call a little bit of hand fighting while Jackson's looking at the ball, you have to call contact with a straight arm from Trayvon Diggs on Terry McLaur, I just want my officials to be consistent and they were not today
0: and it makes me angry exactly the, the last time officiating's been this bad across the league was the year that the officials went on strike like this is bad yeah and the NFL doesn't seem to care nor want to do anything about it but it's it's awful I it, it's frustrating to watch and not just the calls and the calls are horrendous the amount of penalties being called it's so hard to uh, see the game yeah. because there's no flow. It's just no flow. You know, sheesh, Brian, give, give me, me a
1: terrible. Uh, sorry, that terrible roughing the passer call on Ionitis oh, where man. Prescott flopped. Oh, yeah. LeBron James style.
0: That was yeah. trash, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Brian, no. final thoughts. Man. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So uh, I think it's clear now that after the Tampa Bay game uh, that we, we talked about it, How did this change on offense happen, right? It just that run-oriented offense that we had, it looks so different. It's clear now that was Ron Rivera's decision to make that change. Scott Turner was not on board with it. Uh, Looking at these last couple of games here in particular, and today you can see Scott Turner not wanting to go with – what has gotten us to this point, right? What's gotten us to a place where we can contend for either the division or a playoff spot, uh, which was running the football. He did not want to do it. And Dallas, Dallas tried their best uh, uh, early in the game to make us abandon the run. And for the most part, it worked, right? Scott Turner went away from it because they stopped us a couple of times uh, in the beginning. But if we had, you know, continued with it, we could have had greater success until, you know, waiting so late in the game to, to really kind of emphasize it again. But it's clear now it was Ron who made the change and it wasn't the offensive coordinator. And that I see that being a push and pull going through the rest of the season, right? Are we going to to just be line up five wide and just kind of pass it and let Curtis Samuel run some wide receiver uh, reverses jet sweeps and be that kind of team? Or are we going to be the team that we saw uh, these last four weeks, which is running the football Gibson 29 carries. Hopefully he keeps, uh, you know, a handle on the ball, but, are we going to be that kind of team? I, 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 we're going to get more of this. We're going to get games like this where we uh, um, we look lost because we don't kind of play our game. So that's kind of my thought.
0: Yeah, for me, it's the two T's and the 13-year-old boy inside of me is laughing. But it's it's turnovers and timing, right? The turnovers absolutely destroyed our, our ability to win today, our opportunity to win today, I should say. The timing. I thought one of the early turning points in the game was at what fourth and two, fourth and three that Ron went for it on. And inside of our own territory, you gotta punt that. That ended up being a touchdown, didn't it? For Dallas, like we'll no, have- field, goal. field goal. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. field goal. Thank you. But that you can't you can't call that. I know the whole riverboat Ron thing, it was way too early. The game was still in our in, in view. You have to play smart football there. We weren't moving the ball at that point. Heineke was two for nine somewhere in that range he clearly was not on and you call a passing play in an empty set no backs in the backfield against a a pass rush that had already gotten home that was horrible in my opinion just punt the ball let your defense play I didn't like that at all the timing of that call was terrible um Eric one more thing from you how do where do we go from here how do we fix this we don't fix anything. That you forget
1: about this. You forget about the first half of this game. You look at the film from the second half of the game. You you build off of what you were able to accomplish later. Um, you know, you figure out who your quarterback's going to be if Heineke's healthy. Um, but you get back to what you've been doing, which is running the ball and playing good defense. And Philly's the perfect place to do that next week. So uh, that's what you do. You get back. You put your nose back to the grindstone. They're not out of this. There's are still very good chance at making a playoff. Uh, they probably lost the ability to control their own destiny now, but, um, you know, again, you got to go probably three and one down the stretch now, but I think they can still get in if they get back to what they're doing.
0: Indeed. Brian, you agree?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, I think there's a, for me, there's a little bit more to it. I think there is, um, uh, how we fix it from here, it's, it's going to be up to Ron and Ron has to realize he made a uh, he made a realization after uh, at Tampa Bay, he had to get more involved. Uh, he made he made some suggestions to Turner and to Del Rio and it worked. But then since then, he's let them kind of just be again, like he did in those first eight games where he let the coordinators do what the coordinators do. We're now almost looks like we've kind of back to that point. Now, Ron has to make that same decision again. OK, I need to be more involved, more hands on, because what we're seeing, you know, uh, from the defense and from the offense, though the defense did play better. Um, we're, it's almost a, a, another little bit of regression here. If we're, if we're going to take this step back and start passing, start, uh, you know, not bringing some pressures when we need to, um, you know, Ron, that's the only way it's going to get fixed is when Ron steps in and kind of says, okay, you guys need to, to, to change it up. So that's, that's what needs to happen moving forward. Yeah. For me, you just got to
0: humble yourself again. It was clear to me that this team started filling themselves. Coming out of that that win streak that we had and going into the back and forth with Dallas all week, they started feeling themselves and they got shown that there's no time for that. You gotta you gotta have some humility. Always expect the best from whomever you're playing against. Get ready to play. practice, get focused. They weren't focused coming out today. They're not as bad as they appeared to be in the first half, period, and they showed you that in the second half. Now you gotta you gotta find a way to to get your focus right. Forget the media and and what Dallas is saying and Mike McCarthy, because we made him look like a Nostradamus today. Okay. We, you, you can't engage in that at this point. We're not a good enough team to engage in back and forth with other teams. Let's just focus on doing what we do, running the football, playing strong defense and and seeing what happens. Uh, I don't, Derek, you pointed out, I don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation. Um, I hope that they protect Heineke from himself. If he's ready to go, let him play. If Allen wants to go or is the guy to go, let him go. Let's see what he can do. We got Philly next week. Philly can't throw the ball to save their life. We'll talk about that more later in the week. For now, thank you for kicking it with us. Once again, go subscribe. Eric, Brian, we'll be back at it soon.